0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The 3 4 and 1 Detroit
1: Lions travels to Soldier Field to take on the 3 and 5 Chicago Bears. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to break down the injury report for both teams, the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. We also have a full roster breakdown on the Chicago Bears. We also have our brand new segment where we have our voicemail system, where we're going to have our listeners call in, and we're going to play your voice on the air and answer some of your questions. Will the Detroit Lions come out with a victory this week? And who will be in last place in the NFC North? Find out on episode 57 of The Pride Podcast.
0: throw from deep in the pocket, throws deep downfield, he wants doors set, It is picked up
2: by the line, Darius Slate's got it, coming back right side, 25, he's got a man out there, touchdown
3: Yo! What is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 57 on the blue wire network and for this episode we are going to be breaking down the chicago bears we will not have Pierre with us but who do i have with me you got your boy
1: malcolm
3: (laughs) all right malcolm you're doing a little better after uh you know last sunday i didn't i didn't get to join you guys but no you guys doing a little better
1: well i was pissed I was, yes, I, I, I was pissed listened. and depressed. I listened. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it just wasn't good.
3: Yeah, but, you know, NFL, man, new week, right? We got, yep. the, got the Chicago Bears. We're going into Soldier Field this Sunday. So before we get into the injury report, before we get into the Chicago Bears, kind of a, want to talk about some transactions the Lions did make before or after this Oakland Raiders game. And let's get straight into it. Um, None on the 53-man roster, but they made some practice squad moves. So first of all, they signed running back Bo Scarborough uh, to the practice squad and released linebacker Anthony Pittman. They also signed punter Matt Weil to the practice squad. Oh, oh, that's good, man. So I guess th- th- that will make a little more sense when we get into the injury report and it could be a little concerning. So yeah. So they made two practice squad moves today, got a running back and they got a punter, I guess. So, um, yeah, I was totally joking about that punter though. Yeah. I, I, I could tell Malcolm, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they released uh, Anthony Piment, who was with us uh, through all the training camp and all the preseason, you know, some people liked him from Wayne state university. Um, At least for now, his time in Detroit is done. But,
1: uh,
3: okay, let's, uh, Malcolm, you got the Detroit Lions injury report you want to get into?
1: Yeah, yes, I do. Um, It's a pretty long one. Um, We have guard Joe Dahl. He has an ankle injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. Defensive line, Deshaun Hand. He has an ankle injury as well. He did not practice on Wednesday. Punter, Sam Martin, and this is probably why you brought up, punter who we put on the practice squad. Sam Martin, he has an undot- a dominant injury, and he did not practice on Wednesday. Safety, Tracy Walker, has a knee injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. And those are the people who did not practice. As far as the limited practice, we have defensive tackle Mike Daniels. He had a foot injury. He was limited in practice today. Center, he says center, guard, guard. Graham Glasgow. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing guard this year. Graham Goskow, Um he has a back injury. He was limited in practice. Defensive tackle A Johnson, he has an ankle injury. He was limited in practice. And our, our, uh, I guess we'll call him the lieutenant, the, the 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 trooper, Matthew Stafford, our quarterback. Um he has a hip and back injury. I guess everything's hurting this guy right now. He was limited in practice. And then we have the full Participants, a full practice. We have wide receiver Danny Amadola with a hand injury. He had a full practice today. Defensive tackle Snacks Harrison. He has a groin injury. He had a full practice today. Tight end Jesse James. He had a back injury. He was full. He had a full practice today. Cornerback Armani, Armani Awarie has a knee injury. He had a full practice today. And then cornerback Darius Slay with a hamstring injury. And he, was, he had a full practice today. So okay. that, was some, that was some positive news, a lot of full practice.
3: Yeah, you got some guys like Amani Warrior. I don't think he's had a full practice in a while, so that's good to hear. That's Darius good, Leia. Man. Darius Leia hasn't had a full practice in a while either, so that's good to hear as well. But Stafford with the back injury, man. He carry that hard? Back, so, back and hip. To be limited now, so. Wow, okay. And, you know, not obviously. Concerned. not concerned know, at, all at all about oh, obviously not. And then, um. Yeah, Joe Dahl appearing on, uh, on the injury report.
1: So, probably see a little bit more of our boy, man, Ode Ibushi, So, Tyler, let me ask you real quick before you go into the Chicago Bear injury report. Yeah. Out of these players, which one's concerning the most? Which one you think is might not be a go on Sunday?
3: Um, you See, I don't know if he's not a go. I guess we'll have to wait till this is what we're recording on Wednesday, like always, but if we see Deshaun Hand not practicing Thursday or Friday again – that's going to be concerning because this is another injury now because the one that made him sidelined for the first seven weeks of the season was an elbow injury. And uh, to now see he's appearing on the injury report with an ankle. Um, I know he did come back in that game versus the Raiders. So um, that's going to be interesting. I don't know. I, I, I didn't really expect him not to participate in practice today, but hope it's kind of just one of those like laid back days off day. But Yeah, that's what I'm hoping to. Um the we'll, close, I guess. We'll, yeah, I guess we'll see more throughout the week. Joe Dahl obviously is a little concerning, but um, they do have their depth at that offensive guard position. You know, they kinda like Ode Ibushi, you know, he's not the greatest player, but like, you know, we saw he had like three or four snaps in the Raiders game in a critical time and it wasn't bad. So um I guess they will be interesting to see if he might have to start, man. If Golasco can't go again too, I mean then that can maybe a little concerning. But it's it's. I mean, definitely... I'm, confident. I'm confident. in am
1: Day. Yeah, I mean,
3: it, it's it's going to be interesting, man. But uh, yeah, I'd say Deshaun Hand is the one I'm kind of most, I guess, interested to see with. But let's get into this Bears uh injury report. This, is gonna this be thing nice. is long. This is a long list. Yeah, this is this is long, man. All right. Um, do I, the Chico- do I dare call the do I dare call the Chicago Cripple Bears? I don't know. Bears? <laughs> do you
1: need some Gatorade? Do you need a
3: Yeah, well, let me put let the me headband take- on. Let me just take a
1: quick quick sip of water. Take a sip of water. You get it before you read his injury report list from the Bears <coughs> right, right now. All right. I think right. it's hefty right now. All right. It's you ready? Right. ready, man. Whew, okay. Let's start it off. All right. So
3: defensive tackle Eddie Goldman is dealing with a thigh injury. He did not practice. And linebacker Isaiah Irving is done with a quad injury, and he did not practice.
1: Yeah, that's Uh, it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. There's no more.
3: That's it. You know, usually you guys guys give me the heavy job, giving like reading this heavy injury report, this
1: unorganized list. They have to be unorganized. It was nice and simple. (laughs) Yeah, just two two people. (laughs) Oh, I guess. I guess we'll jump right into the Chicago Bears offense and what we're (laughs) going to be looking at on. Their offense,
3: yeah, yeah their yes. offense has not looked good. I'll say that. Um, Ooh. let's get let's get straight into their uh, their quarterback, man. Uh, we've mentioned him in like every single NFC North report, and I just want to point it out. Matt Patricia in his press conference today called him a great quarterback, and that is Mitchell Trubisky. What? <laughs> I, I, I mean, th-
1: I think they had to say it. Oh <laughs> yeah. They can't oh, say yeah. I, it. I mean, they can't go out there and say like, "Yeah, this guy's this guy's terrible." I mean, they yeah. can't say that. Yeah, if, no, I'm I... not sure they'll be fined or something. They if they actually if they do say that, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I
3: I'm obviously kidding, but <laughs> I made a tweet and I heard some people saying like it was, I was obviously a obviously joke. I said fire Matt Patricia right now just for saying that comment. <laughs> Did they give you hell? People gave yeah. you hell for that. Not really. I think most people took the joke, but like people are like, oh, what do you expect him to say? I'm like, okay, I, I know what he, <laughs> you know, he has to I say. It. It,
1: was a joke. it was just a joke, guys. <laughs>
3: just, just a joke. Just a joke. But yeah, Mitchell Trubisky is their quarterback, and um, Chicago Bears fans are not very happy with him right now. So, you know, not really passing the ball well. I believe had only nine passing yards the whole first half for Philadelphia um, last game. And I don't think he had even a single first down. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm. Well, I'm gonna get into, we're gonna get we're gonna get to matchups more. I want to read their lineup first, but
1: uh, let's talk about Mitch Trubisky for a bit. All right, just yeah, for a little bit. <laughs> what do you want to say about Mitch Trubisky? He's not been good. <laughs> yeah, he's not been good. And, and I just want to say, I'm not. Did we talk about him on the air a lot, or was it just, just between me, you, and Pierre, just talking about just random players? And uh, I, I'm just gonna say this.
4: I've seen, seen
1: this happening. I've seen this. I've seen this since the preseason. I seen this happen since preseason. Now I didn't know how how long, like how bad it was gonna be, but I seen it. I said, first of all, they treated Mitch Trubisky like he was some nine-year, ten-year, eleven-year vet that he ain't need no reps. He need no preseason reps. We're just gonna hold him off in case of injury? This guy, he's young. He didn't have the greatest year last year, and he needs as much reps as possible. I don't care if it's preseason. Hell, anything. He needs as much reps as possible. So, for them not playing him, I knew it was going to be rusty. I knew it was going to be rusty coming off. I didn't know how bad it's going to be. And what's, what made it worse is the dude lost his confidence because of the whole yeah. situation. So, now it just it went from a bad situation to a worse situation. Now, Mitch Trubisky, he has 1,200 yards, 1,217 yards, five touchdowns and three interceptions, going to week 10. That is awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is awful. Mm-hmm. And they have the 30, 30th ranked passing offense in the league. Thirtieth? Thirtieth in the league. It's whew. Yeah. And yeah. I blame the coach. I don't even blame Mitch Mitch from all that. I blame the coach. He did this to him. And it's just gonna be worse. Yeah. I'm just hoping that he doesn't Figure it out this week, but uh, we could go okay. on to the rest of the players. Unless you have something to say about Mitch, yeah, I mean, I'm just, hoping just to figure it out this week. It's it's like crazy
3: how much he's regressed this year, man. Like, I never thought he was like an amazing quarterback, but I thought he had some potential at least a little bit, yeah. Um, like his game is so much different. Like, they got like a rid of the run pass option. I have not seen him even run this year when I've watched the Bears, he's just I been think he completely one different.
1: time, I think yeah, he ran like, one time. Um in like, last game.
3: But like what I'm saying he used to do it like consistently and he used to have like yeah. some like nice legs too, man. It wasn't yeah. bad. He wasn't like super fast, but like he had nice legs. He you know, he moved around in the pocket, you know, made the defense, you know, kind of watch him, you know, make sure he's still in that pocket, make sure he's not scrambling around. You know, he had the ability to move around, maybe go run for a first down,
1: but like he doesn't do it at all anymore. But yeah, it is it's, what it is. I think it's I think it, I and mean, I think again, that's the coach. I think that's yeah. a part of Nagy's uh his offense is yeah. not is not really catering towards Mitch's game, which is not good. So Yeah. You know, it, it's definitely weird. It's,
3: if you kinda I'm sorry, but let's talk about Nagy and Patricia kind of like comparing them. You know, Nagy's supposed to be like the offensive guru and like yep. this offense has been a mess, and you look at the lines defense, this guy's supposed to be the defensive
1: guru, and that's just been a whole different mess. Yeah. So they're going through the same thing we we're going through. It's and it's the funny same thing, man. Yeah, it's, it are both year two. pretty much is. Yeah, both year two, right? Both and mm-hmm. their strength is the team's weakness right now. And I was yeah. – yesterday I was talking to a, a, a Bears pod. Um, we were just messaging each, up, messaging each other. Um, just Both of us just venting about how pissed we are. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, man, I, you know, our offense suck. And I'm like, man, our defense suck. And he's like, I hate Nike. and I'm like, man, Patricia – like he gets on my nerves. And like We're just both venting. And yeah. it's just crazy because it's the same exact situation. It's just on the other side of the ball. But it's weird man it is yeah Tyler, right. just go to the rest of the guys man yeah
3: before we, so, mitch, talk we, about we man, talked about mitch yeah, yeah all right their the running back situation so the running back situation is not that bad honestly they just don't use them but <laughs> they have david montgomery tariq cohen who actually leads the nfl and drops with six and they have mike davis a guy we talked about a little bit in the offseason. they got from seattle that's the running backs wide receivers have been interesting. So, Alan Robinson has kind of been their guy who Bears fans who have actually been pretty happy about this. He's kind of exceeded expectations, been pretty good for them. Uh, a guy from Michigan actually. He went to St. Mary's uni- or St. Mary's High School. So, um, you know, that's pretty cool. It's a peer, you know, a fellow guy went to high school, so that's pretty sweet. Um, Taylor Gabriel's kind of their speedy slot receiver, you know. He he's had some really good games and it's going to be interesting, man. We'll get into the matchups, like I said, later. But, um, you know, you got to keep an eye out for him, definitely. He's got some speed. And then they have their, uh, I believe, year two Anthony Miller. Who, Anthony Miller sometimes could be, like, show so much potential. Looks so good sometimes. Like, some people compare him to Galladay. I never saw that. But, like, some people are really high on him. But then he'll have some games, like last week when they played Philly. I believe he had one target the
1: whole game. So, I mean, he yes. 211 yards a whole season. I mean, yeah, no, he's just yeah, not been no.
3: consistent. He's just not been consistent. Like, he has those games over here and there, but it could be like invisible sometimes, I guess you could say. All right, let's get into these tight ends, and these tight ends have not been very good for the Bears either, man. Um, Ooh. yeah, Trey Burton, who's I believe been pretty banged up this year, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup. Just not been good for them. And then Adam Shaheen, I'm hearing some Bears fans call him a bust already. You know, people are giving up on him. He's not looked good. So
1: their tight ends have not been a good, really good factor this year. They haven't done nothing. Yeah, it's not, I mean, I don't know if it's their fault. You, yeah. have, you, have, you have Trey Barton that only has 84 reception yards. Not in a game. The whole season. Yeah. He has 84 for the whole season. So, I mean... It just hasn't been good for them. The nice. tight end position just hasn't been good. I'm just hoping that it continues, because I mean, this is this is their dream matchup right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this so is I, dream, this, this this is this is the way that if you're in a locker room with the Chicago Bears, this is this is the the matchup you say, okay, we could we could bounce back and tr- kind of turn it around for the rest of the season. Because if you have a good game against this Detroit Lions defense. It could give you momentum and maybe it carries on, but yeah. I don't know. Let's uh continue. I'm just hoping Sorry. that that doesn't happen. Okay.
3: All right. And um all right, let's get into this offensive line. This offensive line has been really underwhelming. I'm kinda of shocked shocked because I thought going into the season
1: they had one of the better units, especially in the uh the North. Fir- he saw the first game, he thought they had a good offensive line. I'm like, man, I don't know.
3: Hey, well, it's the like, Bears. I mean they were good last year too. It's like a very similar line from last year and I thought they were solid, but they have not been, they have not been good this year. So left tackle, Charles Leno, he's been a holding machine. He has nine penalties <laughs> this year. <laughs> oh my lord, nine penalties. All right.
1: That's, per game. That's at least one per game.
3: Yeah. And all right, left guard Cody White here. He's he's been all right for them. He's got one penalty, he's given up two sacks. Okay, not too bad. Center James Daniels. All right. Like, he's been all right at two as well. He's got two penalties in one sack. And then right guard, Ted Larson. Now, he's been awful for them. A lot of pressure. I don't think he's given up a sack, but a lot of pressure. Lots of pressure.
1: Lots of pressures.
3: Uh, and right tackle, Bobby Massey. He's kind of been like – he's a right tackle. He's been like whatever for them. Nothing special. He has zero penalties here, so that's good. But he's given up two sacks as well. So – um Watch yeah, us, no
1: one watch us make I was going to say watch us make this offensive line look like the damn Pro Bowl offensive line watch. <laughs> just watch just watch this shit. Yeah. Watch, we'll, just... I, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes, That's man. Crazy, it's not, man they're
3: not that good. Yeah, Charles Leno was a Pro Bowler last year, but so was Mitch. <laughs> but Charles Leno was actually like a first, you know, candidate Pro Bowl. Like he actually made a Like Mitch was like a what, third alternate uh, whatever. Don't, he was a don't was
1: know, a, don't care.
3: Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> The Pro Bowl is like whatever, like I never took it too too seriously, but like you know, if you make the Pro Bowl as a first, you know, string, you know, that's that's impressive. So I
1: gave um, up I gave up on the Pro Bowl. Ever since what, two thousand eleven? Matthew Safford didn't make it in twenty eleven.
3: Yeah.
1: Ever since then I did, I just gave up on it. I'm like, all right, how can you throw five thousand yards and forty one touchdowns and not make the Pro Bowl? Yeah, I mean I i gave I, I gave I, up with it. I've never been a big fan of the Pro Bowl.
3: I don't enjoy watching the Pro Bowl, I don't think it's entertaining. I, I, don't, I don't I don't watch it either. It's just Yeah. But that's, that's a different story on a different day. But, yeah, this offensive line has not been good for the Chicago Bears. And I'm I'm kind of shocked, honestly, because I thought going into the year, that was, like, you know, one of the better units in the NFC. And they have not been a better unit in the NFC. But let's get into some matchups that defense and offense. So I want to kind of get into their run game. Like I mentioned, they haven't really used their running backs. And they're not bad running backs. I mean, I told you Tariq Cohen has the most drops with six. But guy like, you know, uh, David Montgomery, the rookie, who got a lot of hype this offseason, I mean, he only has 112 carries this whole season. He's got 406 rushing yards. He's averaging 3.6. So not amazing numbers, but they do not feed him the rock. It, like, he does not get the rock as much as he should. And just those running backs, like, Matt Nagy's inability to run the ball is just, like, I don't understand it. Because Mitchell Trubisky's not been good for you. You think they would want to use these running backs potentially – to time ta- to kind of take some pressure off him, but I don't understand it. I really don't understand the philosophy Matt, Matt Nagy has on this offense right now. Cause like Trubisky's
1: not playing it. well. He's not playing well. Yeah. And their their rushing offense their rushing offense, believe it or not, is worse than ours. I mean, I thought I'll never say that. Their rushing yeah. offense is worse than ours. But like twenty seventh. They're twenty seventh they, in the league. They actually have backs though, like that are they respectful. Do.
3: They Yeah, <laughs> like, backs. Like Tariq Cohen was one of the better backs last year. Not really carrying the ball, but like even being in the offense, he was like a nightmare for on the defense. And they they don't even use him anymore. And I can mention that because I'm on fantasy football and I'm very close to dropping him. I don't know how I've not dropped him by now. He's been off.
1: I did that. <laughs> what about Mike? What? What about um? They they picked up Mike Davis in free agency. Yeah, Where has Saturday. he been? Uh, yeah, he, his numbers have not been anything. No, no his numbers are awful. I, I have it here. His numbers are awful. He has yeah. only eleven carries. I saw. Um, man. for twenty-five yards. Has he been injured? Is he yeah, alive? He,
3: I don't. I don't think he's been hurt. If I, I'll, I'll double check that right now, I'm gonna triple check for you guys right now. But I don't think he's been hurt.
1: How can he? How can he only have eleven carries all year long?
3: Yeah, I, I don't think he's been hurt. And if he has, it's not been long-term because I've seen him out
1: there every time I've like seen the Bears, it seems like. You've probably seen him out there probably on the sidelines.
0: Yeah,
1: probably some, <laughs> exactly on the field. <laughs> probably getting, uh, probably handing the, the the teammates Gatorade bottles. He's played in seven games this year. Seven so. games, like been yeah. two games. Yeah, so I, I've seen him like Man. I think every time I've seen him
3: uh, since I've seen a Bears game That's, this year.
1: They have backs. I wish we had Mike
3: Davis. That's what like what I was actually interested in the off as well. You know, had the connection with Seattle with Bevel, I was actually kind of intrigued. But yeah, they have names. They spent a third round pick, I want to say, on David Montgomery, and I th- yeah yeah a lot of hype this off season. And they just you know they traded Jordan Howard, and he was kind of supposed to be their you know their that backup option to take over Jordan Howard's role. But he's he's kind of
1: been invisible this year. That run so- game is just not good, man. So this, on <laughs> uh, looking at their offense side of the ball against our defense side of the ball, it's gonna, gonna be, be like the, this. could be like a toilet <laughs> bowl matchup because yeah. you have the twenty ninth ranked offense going against the thirty first ranked defense. Who who's gonna look worse? Is it gonna be the Chicago Bears offense, or is it gonna be Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions defense? Who has upper hand here? Stay tuned, man. Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, you don't know. You don't have an answer right now. You don't I, I know don't, who. Have you an think. You don't know who's gonna be worse. I don't
3: know. I really don't know. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I I don't know. I really don't know. I, like that's like, that's the money question, and that's the question is is gonna be wait, we're waiting to see on Sunday. I don't know who's gonna look better out there.
1: I don't. It's gonna be interesting, man. I, I don't. I don't know because they both. I mean, I believe talents there. It's just I think the coaches are messing them up, and that's on yeah. both sides yeah. of the ball. So, I wonder if the Bears are actually going to start maybe running the ball
3: this week because they see Detroit is very bad against the run.
1: Everybody's going to try to run the ball on us, man. But
3: Chicago has not even tried to run the ball against anybody. They have not tried against anybody this year. I mean, I you're going
1: against the 31st-ranked defense, and I think with the 31st-ranked rushing defense, I think you would run the ball against them, too. I mean, I, I don't see I, why not. I think so, Everything, too. Everything is – all signs is pointing to run the ball. I would think Matt Nagy would use Tariq Cohen, too. But do I know he will? I do not.
3: Like, Matt Nagy gives me the same impressions of Matt Patricia right now. It's just, like, things he should do,
1: but will he do it? We don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to ask you the million-dollar question before we hop into the defense. Yeah. Are you starting Tariq Cohen on your fantasy team? So
3: I I actually you know have some players on bye week actually so I was heavily con- you know considering it,
1: That's I so messed up.
3: I picked up Jalen Samuels from the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, and with well, James Conner not out there, so I've been using him, and I, I'm thinking I might use him again this Sunday. But I'm not. I might put Cohen in. I haven't put Cohen in. That's Conan. so messed up. You I've know what? I took
1: out Josh Jacobs last week. Did you? I did. Yeah, I, I, I took out Josh Jacobs. I put. Because wanna... I have three, I have three powerhouse running backs on my team. I have Zeke. Yeah, yeah, but he's from Card- Detroit. Yeah, I hear you. But my mind, my heart, I'm like, f- f- you know, fuck this. We're gonna stop this guy. Yeah, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Jacobs as my flex. That's how deep I am in my running backs. So Jacob is my flex player. So I took him out. I inserted in Marvin Jones. Production was still. I mean, I lost out like maybe like six points. But Marvin Jones did it, did his thing for me, so I was still good. I
3: still yeah, came I'm, up with the W. I'm, I'm considering putting Cohen this weekend. I really am, but we'll see. I actually want to break down one more matchup. I mentioned okay. the running game. I just want to bring down the corners versus our, or our corners versus their receivers. So I would expect Darius Slay will be matched up against Allen Robinson, and then um, they have Taylor Gabriel, who I assume would be matched up on Justin Coleman, and then Anthony Miller will probably be matched up on. Uh, Rashawn Melvin so you know we saw Lions had a little tough time with the Raiders receivers especially Hunter Renfro but Like I said that always comes down to pressure man. you are not getting pressure on a quarterback and then, You know those receivers will get open man and don't, I don't care who they are and Hunter Renfro Ate kind of Justin Coleman up for breakfast during that game a little bit so um, Yeah, there's that you have anything else to add about this Chicago Bears
1: offense to our uh, defense no, I think both both uh, offense of Chicago Bears and I think the D- Detroit Lions are both um awful. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. I just want to see who's going to look worse. Um okay. that's the only thing. That's the only thing I could, that's what thing I'm interested in seeing right now. Like who's going to screw up more. Yeah.
3: I, I, it's something you gotta watch out for this sunday man at soldier field but let's take a quick commercial break and we will hop into the chicago bears defense compared to this detroit Lions offense. so we will be back guys
1: the holidays are almost here and you know what that means gifts and what's a better gift to give a guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right unlike most brands Untucked shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Untucked shirts always fall at just at the right length no matter if his size, so he looks casual and sharp. Let me tell you a story real quick. When I went out and ordered some shirts from, you know, their competitors, just for looking for some dress shirts, I ordered it and man, when I got the when I got the box and I opened it up, the shirt was all wrinkled and it was just so long when I put it on, you just have to tuck it in. Um, there, there was just no way that you could just wear it untucked. But with Untuck It, you go online to the website and they have a wrinkle free section. And I just went I just went ham over there. I just started ordering stuff left and right. And let me tell you when I got all those shirts and you put them on, they fit just right. You don't have to you don't have to tuck it in. And the best part about it, they're wrinkle-free. With more than 50 combinations, Untuck It shirts looks great on tall, short, slim and athletic guys of all ages. Now you can find your favorite Untucked style online or check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. You can choose styles from wrinkle-free button downs like I just talked about, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untucked, your shirt never looks baggy, bulky, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping online for the perfect holiday gift or trying to get relaxed out of your own, Untuck is the way to go. Visit Untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. Tell them Malcolm sent you.
4: Europe support for blue wire comes from manscaped who is number one in men's below the belt grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels all right guys true story so the other day i was at the store some random guy comes up to me he's like have you ever tried Manscaped?" i was like bro what are you talking he's like yeah it's this thing it's this thing for your balls and it helps shave them or whatever i was like all right Anyways, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawn Mower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology so the trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls, that's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits? Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BLUEWIRE that's b-l-u-e-w-i-r-e at manscaped.com always use the right tools for the job your balls will thank you get 20 again get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code blue at manscaped m-a-n-s-c-a-p-e-d.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BlueWire.
3: all right guys we are back so like i mentioned we are going to talk about the chicago bears defense and no, the Chicago Bears defense, you no, know, it's not been bad, but it's definitely not that unit we, or at least I expected going into the season. I go, went into the season expecting this might be a top three unit defense in the NFL. And they have most definitely have not looked like that. And it's, let's just bring down some of the names that they got. So. The names that they got, they are without Akeem Hicks. They did place him on an IR, and it seems kind of like after that. It's just like they cannot stop the run after that. Yeah, but,
1: run run right up the middle. Run right up the
3: A-gap. A-gap yeah. run. Yeah. All right, but let's bring up some names. So, at left defensive end, they got Roy Robinson-Harris. He's been pretty good for them. He's got four sacks for them. Uh, nose tackle Eddie Goldman. He's been really good for them as well. Not really good, not like last year good, but he's been pretty solid for them. But he is questionable, like I mentioned. He didn't practice on Wednesday. So his backup is Nick Williams. And his backup has been pretty good too. He's got five stacks on the year, so <laughs> that's damn. a backup, man. <laughs> um their right defensive end, Balil Nichols, he's not been very good for them this year. You know, he's kind of struggled, you know, getting consistent pressure on some offensive linemen. So it's kind of a favorable matchup for the Lions. Uh the weak side linebacker is Khalil Mack. Oh my God. Khalil Mack has six sacks no. this year, and he was a beast. Like the first, I want to say, like six weeks, first five weeks, he was really good. And not that he's not a beast anymore, he's just not that like Khalil Mack that you guys remember from last year or the, you know in years past. You know, just kind of being the best edge runner in the you know the NFL. You know, he's been good, like I mentioned, but he's definitely not as dominant as he you know was you know beginning the season or even last year. Someone you still obviously want to worry about. I'm just saying that he's not been as dominant like the last three weeks. But, you know, Khalil Mack since joining that Chicago Bears has eight against the Lions. So,
1: so let me ask you a question. So you're saying it is safe to say that Taylor Decker might not get launched in midair again? I mean like I'm did not, last year? I I'm not I'm not throwing that out of no scenario. That was like, horrible memories, man. Like I, I, Tyler, I, I, Taylor Decker, like his feet came off the ground. Yeah, he pushed <laughs> him like shit to the ground. Then He pushed running back, and it just got right to Stafford. I was like, "Oh man, that's not good." It's like yeah. one of the commercials. Like I, I see it every Sunday. It's like, this is uh, his commercial. He has a commercial. Yeah, it?
3: it's like the, the the Khalil Mack commercial, and I always see that oh, damn shit. highlight on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> man.
1: Horrible memories.
3: Yeah, it's it's that that was unfortunate. Um. I'm not saying that we're gonna shut this guy down. I'm really not. But I'm saying is that he's just not been as dumb the last three weeks. And our offensive line has done a pretty good job, man. Like they actually have. They're not getting the yeah. props. You know, I'm actually kind of interested. Like you know, if you told me this two weeks ago, I would say, "Oh, come on, man, Kalomak will destroy Taylor Decker or Ricky Wagner." This week, I, I'm like I said, I'm interested to see how it goes. He's not been as dumb the last three weeks, so.
1: I see. I see one. I see one. I see him getting one sack.
3: Oh, at least.
1: Yeah, I see him getting one. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Um, Some of their outside linebackers, they got Roquan Smith. And Roquan Smith, (laughs) oh, my God, talk about regression, man. Sophomore slump, that is Roquan Smith right now, man. You know, he came off a a tremendous rookie season, but – you know, he had some issues a few weeks ago, uh, like he had to miss out practice. Teammates were kind of like suspicious with him, like something was going on with him. You know, I don't want to speculate too much on the situation, but it's just very odd, man. Roquan Smith was dominant for that team last year, really good in coverage, really good at stopping the run. And he's just not been good this year for them. So um, it's it's definitely weird. Um, who else they got? They got Danny Trevathan. He's been all right for them. You know, Danny Trevathan's always just been a really solid player. And then they got Leonard Floyd, who's been good for them. He's got three sacks, but I think Bears fans expected a little more out of him. Mm -hmm. And I, everything everything I've heard that he's just, you know, looked better week after week. So, um, that's something that obviously keep out for. And then their corners, you know, you got Prince Ukumara, who's been pretty good for them, zero interceptions. And then their other one is Kyle Fuller, who was a straight dog for them last year. He's not been as great as he was last year, but he's, uh, he just saw three interceptions. Um, I heard uh, – this was actually from Chicago Shuffle on the Blue Water Network. Shout out to them. I heard um, – I was listening to their last podcast just to kind of get a quick sense of the Chicago Bears. They call Kyle Fuller – you know, like, they like he's been all right, but he's kind of like a stab patter. <laughs> just getting these interceptions, like, late <laughs> in games. So um, – so those three don't really tell the story of um you know, what they've been doing, and then their, their safeties have been you know pretty good for them. Eddie Jackson was like a straight dog for them last year. He's not like played the same level he did last year. And that's it's kind of been the memo for this whole Chicago Bears team. Like everyone exceeded, like has regressed from last year. You know everyone was really good last year and just not they have like. Not been good, it's just not as good as I think some Bears fans and some NFL
1: fans just expected. Like, it's just they've taken some well, step coming back. in, well, coming in, we expected that because they lost their defensive, um, the defensive coordinator, yeah, big fans, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, so that was huge, that was a huge loss, and They're then also and losing, was. um. There are, other, there are other safety that's in the Packers right now. Yeah, Adrian Amos. Adrian yeah, Amos. yeah he, was huge, he was huge for them as well. So I think those were two key losses um, yeah, that it actually, was. you know, had an effect on the whole defensive side of the ball. It definitely was. But, like, they still have so much talent on that defense.
3: They still Same do. And I, I didn't even mention the other guy they have. Um, yeah. They replaced Amos with those hot clean dicks. And he's not been bad this year. He's actually yeah. been pretty good for them this year. Mm-hmm. he was pretty good. You know, I wouldn't say he's been as good as Adrian Amos, but, you know, he's done a good job this year filling in his role and, you know, doing everything he kind of, they needed out of him. He's not like, you know, I would say he's exceeding expectations right now than what I expected out of him. You know, he's been better than what I thought. I didn't think Hal was that good, really. He's been a lot better than I've, you know, expected.
1: I am predicting another Kenny Gulley for him this week. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah. Bears fans, if you're listening to this, you guys probably don't know what we're talking about. Unless you guys are big Packer haters, which I I know you guys are, so we can relate to that. Um when Kenny Galladay week five last year just absolutely destroyed Haha ha Clinton Dix. But um yeah, so I mentioned their defense. I mentioned Noah Hicks, Eddie Goldman is dealing with an injury. You they are a little banged up with the you know the defensive tackle position, but other than that they're you know they're healthy. They got all
1: their starters out there. Still uh, a pretty damn good defense, man. Even though think, you, even know yeah, even though you feel like they're not the same defensive team from last because last year they were what they were, they were top in the league. They were first, second place last year in defense. They were, they were amazing. This man. year, awesome. This year they're ninth. I mean, they're still they're good. It's still really- So so we're playing a top ten defense. So yep. don't don't think that oh yeah, this this bear teams is. Is is going to be a, a walk in the park, you know? They're still a top ten defense, so it's going to be it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a challenge. Yeah, you know, I I, I think the the
3: narrative because I think they had such high expectations here, kind of as like the Lions, but they were like more media-wise expectations where the Lions were expected to go like six and ten or um, seven and nine was like the narrative, like, like that's what everyone kind of like almost expected if you're out outside of Detroit. Chicago was, like, you know, one of the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. And they have definitely not looked like that this year. And I think... They have no chance. I think everyone just put those crazy expectations on some of these players. And these players are still playing well, man. It's just that I think they expected, you know, to be a top unit. And I was kind of one of those guys, too. I thought they were, you know, a top three unit or even a top two unit in the NFL. And... You know they just not played at like to that level. But like you mentioned, there's a t- this is still a top ten unit in
1: the NFL. You did,
0: like, you, know?
1: I, you did. I remember, I, I remember you telling me. List. I remember you telling me. You this was I think probably like week two. You mm-hmm. said, man, I'm a little worried about the Bears because they're a team that no matter how bad their offense look, that defense can carry them. I said, yeah, that's what I thought. I don't, I don't know because yeah. soon they're gonna need to make some plays and yeah. I just had a feeling.
3: Yeah, I thought that I really did. You know, Bears fans, you guys are listening. I really, I thought you guys were good enough where your defense could carry. But um, I thought, so Ma- I, yeah, I thought Matt Nagy could eventually figure out this offense. Not to be a top ten unit by any means, but I thought, you know, just give him the top twenty in the league. You know, just make him relevant, get a run game going. That's Use crazy. I didn't think Mitchell was this bad, honestly. I really did not think Mitchell was this bad. I thought he was always. I was like one of those Lions fans that always wants to keep quiet on him, they always talk trash about him. But you know, you guys you guys have the right to talk all the trash you want about Mitch Trubisky now.
1: I, I, I thought he was I thought he was just rusty, but now it looked like that rust from him not playing in the preseason, from Nagy thinking that he's a 10, 11 year vet like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, who could not play preseason, and just come back week one and just you know, has no effect on them. So I knew he was gonna be rusty, but he lost his confidence His confidence is out the window like he's not he's there but he's not there so that's bad when you lose your court, your confidence that's, that's not good yeah it's not good yeah, and uh, i i mean he's a young guy i mean i'm not i'm not going to wish bad on him i hope that he could eventually bounce back just not this week or not yeah. <laughs> the week that we play on Thanksgiving i hope he bounces back um hope he can have a career because that could that could mess you up, man. That could mess you up bad if you lose your confidence, man. It's not good. I mean, he might be done, man. He's looked that bad where. Yes. Like
3: I would even be shocked if. Yes. I'd, I'd be shocked if the Bears released him, but like I
1: would not be shocked if the Bears go out and like sign a free agent quarterback. They can't. They can't. They invested too much on them. That like they'll be looked at like the yeah. biggest idiots. I mean, right now it's already like everybody like pointing and laughing at them. But you just, you you just, just got to just look man. so bad. You
3: just gotta bite it sometimes. Like, that's what a good franchise would do right now. If he's not helping me, you gotta bite it, man. Like, I don't see them releasing him, but like,
1: I see them getting rid of Nagy before they get rid of Mitch.
3: You don't think they, they'll sound like a veteran quarterback that could start for them next year potentially,
1: or at least compete with Mitch? I mean, they probably do it for like a backup, but I don't think they're trying to I'm get rid of like. They'll get rid of, I guess, they'll get rid of Nagdy before they get rid of Mitch. Uh, Malcolm,
3: you want to read off the number so if people want to call in and leave some questions or even, you know, opinions, whatever it is you guys want to do, man, just let us know. You want to uh, go ahead and read off the number, Malcolm?
1: To, to leave a voicemail. Um, And we've been getting a lot of voicemails for the past two days, and it's been awesome. And I want to like, thank everybody that's been using it. Um, So, yeah, definitely call in. If you want to just ask a question, if you want to just give a shout-out, if you want to vent, if you're pissed off about something by the Lions, just... One event. Oh, Hell. Feel free, man. <laughs> Join us. Join us. a yeah, voicemail, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's been entertaining. I, I like it. It's, so far, it's been pretty cool. Um, So the number is going to be 313-355-3116. And I'm going to repeat it one more time. The number is 313-355-3116.
3: All right. Yeah. So, guys, leave a call and... We always appreciate it. And you know, we're gonna try to throw you on the podcast. You know, if we get too many callers, obviously we can't do all of them. But you know, we're gonna try our best, obviously, right now. If you do it now, you know, obviously not too many people have done it yet. So, you know, you know, you have a better chance of doing it. So make sure you guys call in and we would love to, you know, hear you guys what you got to say about this team, man. But let's get into our prediction. So, Malcolm, we don't have Pierre with us. You want to go ahead and just get his over
1: with? All right, so I do have Pierre's. Score prediction. I have his bold prediction, and his. I can tell you now before I read his bold prediction, it is bold as hell. Because <laughs> I don't think we did this since week one. I don't think we did it since week one. Um. So the score he has is seventeen sixteen Detroit. So he has this is a very close game. I guess he believes in Mitch for some reason. I don't know. Um. But his bold prediction is that the Detroit Lions we'll get four sacks this game huh i mean he's probably i guess he's assuming that patricia's pissed probably heard it and probably think to rush more than two or in yeah, three probably, probably not. i don't know i don't <laughs> know i gotta i gotta see it to i gotta see it to believe it. i don't know so that's his that's his score prediction and bowl prediction he has 17 16 detroit
3: all right uh I actually forgot to read off the the record so I'm still sitting on top of the stands even with we all suffered an L. I'm sitting at five and three Malcolm is four and four Peter sitting at three and five and
1: uh malcolm you you, you wanted to uh, tell the viewers what you forgot to do i I did forget <laughs> to post on the on the story um <laughs> the the voting for the score predictions but I won't forget this week when all i'll right. forget this week
3: Malcolm, we forgive you.
1: Well, I'm putting words
3: into the listener's mouth, but that's all right. I, I forgive you. So, <laughs> um, Malcolm, all right, since you are number two in the standings, let's hear your bold prediction and your uh, score predictions.
1: My bold prediction and score predictions, okay. All right, so I have this as a 24-21 20, Lions. And before I even say that, 24-21 Lions, okay. If we were playing any other team, I would have us losing. Even Miami? Okay. If we're playing any other team besides <laughs> the Bears, Miami, Cincinnati, or Washington, I would have us losing.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. Um, but I just think their offense is so bad. I don't think they figure it out this week. Even though they're playing against a really good match, they have a really good matchup they're playing against, the 31st ranked defense. I don't see Matt Mitch just turning it around and balling out. I just don't see it. So, I have a 20 Field? That soldier uh, could be playing in Soldier Field, Moon Field, Mars Field. He, he's just not going to get I don't think he's going to get it. <laughs> so, that's why I have the Lions winning this game. And then that's part of my bull prediction. Ty Johnson gets 100 yards. What would he do? Wow, on this Ty, Bears. Ty Johnson on, on the Bears. Tim? Okay, I guess. You're just throwing just shit out be, there now. you just throwing shit out there. You're That was, was
3: bold there. as hell. Yeah, that is bold as hell. I don't see that happening. But <laughs> let me get into my uh, score prediction. You know, it, it does hurt. And I, I think you brought it a good point. I just see the Lions somehow pulling this match out. I, I really do. Um, you know, their defense is good. Our offense has been good. You know, the thing is, when you have it in the NFL – you know, you have a bad defense, you know, you could sometimes still win games at the offense. If it was a good offense, they could still, you know, it could win you some games. When you have a bad offense, it's really tough to win football games. It's kind of like, I know you don't watch baseball, Malcolm, because it, uh, it was during the World Series, Game 7. Come on, this man, guy, I, uh, I'm this Nationals guy comes, all day, Go, buddy. Go Nats and, oh, <laughs> my God. <goodness. laughs> don't bring this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I want to talk about like, a little, like, baseball analogy. It's like, you could have all the pitching in the world's. If you don't have any offense, like, it, it doesn't matter, you know? It, it's not going to count up on the scoreboard. Um, it helps, obviously. But, you know, if you're playing a really good offense, it, you know, the lines offense, they might not score as much as they did versus the Raiders or, you know, some other previous matchups, but they're going to still find a way to score. Like, they're, they're just a really good unit, man. So they're going to find ways to score. So this is where I kind of like the matchup with the Lions because – the Bears' offense is so bad. I don't think they're going to score very many points. Or, I don't know. I don't think they'll score very many points, even with our bad defense. I think our offense should be enough to win this football game. Um, but it's it could go either way, man. I'm going to say 17-14. Detroit wins this game. It's going to be close. Yeah, we a low-scoring game. Yeah, I think it's going to be close throughout the whole game. It's going to be interesting, man. Um, yeah, and I, I'll say 17-14. My bold prediction is... Marvin Hall will have one hundred receiving yards and two touchdowns
1: in this football game. Okay, yeah, so. I see. I, I, I see that happening. Yeah, so. I see it. And I just want to add something real quick. And you 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 made a good point. It, it could go either way. This is not a for sure. This is not a for sure win. We're now playing the Dolphins or nobody. We're now playing the Cincinnati Bengals. It's not a for sure win. We're playing against a ninth ranked defense. And believe it or not, man, if Matt Patricia comes out with the same bullshit with rushing three, rushing, rushing two. two. <laughs> they come out with that bullshit. We, we get no pressure on he And he turns to last year, Tabitsky, and starts playing well. He just has, has to play okay. He doesn't have to play great. He doesn't have to really play good. He's got to play okay. He's got to not look awful. If that happens, we could lose this game. <laughs> we could lose this game.
3: If we lose this game, losing this game is a different story. If we lose this game to Mitch Trubisky, oh my lord. I'm telling I you, have, all
1: he has to do is play I, okay. He doesn't yeah, have to I, play
3: good. He doesn't I, have to play I, great. He's got to play okay. I know, but if I see on the stat line, this guy's like 300 yards, three touchdowns, something like that. If I see that, just stay oh, tuned.
1: Oh, no. Yo, they, that happens, man. They have to they have to make some changes somewhere. Just stay kind of like you tuned. can't. They <laughs> can't. They can't. Like, stay
3: tuned. <laughs> have to. That's all I'm gonna say. Stay tuned. If if Mitch
1: Trubisky throws like three touchdowns in this game, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, that uh, and if that happens, some something has to be done. Okay, something yeah. just has. Something has to be done. Somebody, somebody's gonna be. Un, somebody has to be unemployed. I don't yeah. like saying it. I don't like wishing on nobody's uh, job and security it, and, and being unemployed. But something has to be done. Just, List, some, there's some, some changes has to be made if that happens. Let's, let's just not even think about this because
3: it's this giving me a headache right now. I'm just thinking Mitch Trubisky throwing 300 yards versus our defense. Oh, and no, I'm not okay.
1: talking about Patricia, guys. I know people are like, oh, you talk about Patricia? I'm not saying Patricia. I'm not saying to fire Patricia if that happens. Okay. okay. I'm saying some coaching staff. Like somebody in the coaching staff, maybe somebody in the coaching positions. They, something has to change. Uh, we shouldn't no. be 31st ranked in defense. This is This should not be going on right now. And I know I've been in the last part. I'm not going to get about this right now. Let's just jump into the <laughs> the voicemails.
3: Okay. I'll, say, I'll say my question for a different day. Let's just hope it doesn't happen so I never have to bring this question up. I'll say my question. If it ha- if it happens, wait for what you guys listen to it on Tuesday. Just, I hope that I don't have to bring this question up. But I'll bring it up if it
1: happens. But let's get into the voicemails. All right. <laughs> let's get into the voicemails. And um, I'm just going to play them. And if there's a question... We're gonna do a really short answer, and then we'll just keep it moving. Yeah. So, with the first voicemail,
2: how you doing? My name is Tink Days on Instagram, and my Twitter is TinkDays, Tink Days and Days T I N K. But my question is, I'm a diehard Lions fan. My question is, my question is, why is it that we drafted TJ Hawkinson number one, but barely use him? My is the guy, true opinion, we should have went the defense and we should have took Devin Bush because our linebackers is trash. I like Jared Davis, but he's just a above, he's he not even above average, he's above linebackers. You know, he's a sideline, a sideline linebacker. Um, um, I know it's really probably too soon to talk about, you know, draft picks or whatever, but whatever the situation may be, I just hope and pray that the Lions moving forward just draft highly on defense. My secondary been holding up, but we can't hold up for too too long if we ain't get no pass rush on nobody. So, um, I was just curious on why did we pick T.J. Hawkinson number one when we barely used him, and we could have been using Devin Bush 'cause he's balling right now in Pittsburgh. So, but I appreciate it. Thank you.
3: And he made us some really good points, man. You know, um, you know the T.J. Hawkinson pick. You know, why they draft the tight end, and they're not, like, I mean, they are using him, but, like, they're not really using him like how I kind of expected they would. I thought they'd use him a little more, honestly, with drafting him that early in the draft, the top 10 pick. And I'm going to be straight up. I i don't hate the pick. I, and, I, you know, the, when we made the pick, I was not too happy. I think TJ has a really bright future. I really do. I still think this guy has that Pro Bowl caliber player. I think he's that good. I really do. I, I'm still really high on T J. Hawkinson. Um, but we brought it up the way back in the offseason. If you guys are new, we brought this up almost every episode. We we all kind of agreed and we all kind of thought the Lions should have win defense, especially after signing Jesse James to a pretty big contract. We kinda it kinda caught us off guard that they took T J. You know, I thought Patricia would want to spend this pick on a defensive player, you know, him being the rocket scientist and defensive guru. I thought he was. My ass. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to spend that pick on defense. And, you know, he had some names. Like he mentioned uh, that caller, he mentioned Devin Bush. That's actually the guy I did want. I know you got you, uh, you and Peter really were high on uh, Brian Burns. He's also balling out. So that would have not been a wrong pick. Why the Lions didn't do it, I'm not backing it up, I'm not justifying it. But I'm gonna tell you why they didn't do it. The reason why they didn't select Devin Bush. The reason why they didn't select Brian Burns. It, and it, it's a very stupid
1: reason, honestly. But it, it's just the very, reason. Very stupid. So stupid. They, and it, it explains, it explains our front seven situation yeah. right now. Go on and yeah. say it. Say it. Size. It's just, it's just. Yeah, they're undersized. Undersized. They don't. So they're big enough. They want. What they, what they're looking for is a six-three, six-four linebackers built. That runs a four eight four nine five flat. Is what you're saying? Yes.
3: It, it, it's just, <laughs> what, what what I'm saying is it's not smart at all. I don't understand it. Like they don't they don't have anyone to cover like a tight end or a running back. And Devin Bush or Brian Burns would have been that guy. They would have figured that out. And you know, no fault to Jelani Tavai. He's a rookie, but I'm I'm trying to think, man. Like. Like I liked him in training camp, but like, wh- what is what is his strengths right now, man? Like, he's not really good at stopping the run. He's not really good in coverage. Like, what is his strengths,
1: man? Like, what made him a second round pick? I'm, I'm gonna say th- I'm gonna say this. This is what I'm gonna say, and this is what I'm. This is what I've been preaching. in the all I'm gonna make this real quick. I don't want to get too into to death about this, but I said this. We're at we have a top ten pick. The reason why I didn't want TJ Hawkinson, I didn't I didn't it's not because I didn't believe he was gonna be eventually be a really great player. It's not that. He and TJ Hawkinson has a bright future and could eventually be a great player. I said that what we're gonna do with this eighth pick, he better get a guy that could come in right now and contribute at a high level. Come in right now and and not have to worry about a rookie wall right now and growing pains because t- the tight end position from going to college to the pros, I n- knew it's was going to be a difficult transition. It's not easy. Yeah. Not, I don't think any rookie tight end came in their first year and balled out and had a thousand yards and 10, 12, 13 touchdowns. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. There is a, there, there, there is a, a transition with tight ends. So I seen it happening. I seen it coming. But everybody was like, oh, he's special. He's special. He's special. And he, he could be. You know, who knows what the future of TJ Hawkinson might bring. But I said we need a for-sure player. Got to come in right away like a Brian Burns, like a, you know, Devin Bush. I was, I was asking for um Devin White. You know, I was asking for guys that, you know, linebacking positions. the guys that could come in right now and, and, and play and play at a high level. Not like the, the not like a high high level, but at least they're on the field and they're making plays right now, man. But yeah, that's that. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, and I agree with you, buddy. Um, I really, I mean, Devin Bush as of right now would have been a Devin would have been a better pick for us. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. now, I mean, he, he, we could we could argue say maybe the system is different and maybe it wouldn't have worked for him in this system, but you looking at Talent level right now. I mean, this guy Devin Bush might be defensive player rookie of the year. Uh, he won't be Bosa, but you know he's he's definitely. Oh yeah, he's to... not being Bosa. I, I, you know what? You're right. I take that back. Yeah, Bosa <laughs> Bosa's a out of, of his world right now. Yeah, so he's not being Bosa, but no, he's, know, definitely, he's, Bosa. he's definitely
3: He's definitely a top Bosa. three candidate, probably.
1: Yeah, he is, man. He he's playing at a high level, so that you know, cool as him, man. Coming from yeah Michigan, Michigan. that's I know that's yeah. your team. You know, oh, I wanted to. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> Let's jump up into the next question. All right.
5: Hey, One Pride Podcast. it's Tony Adams, and I just want to leave you guys with this thought real quick. Like, I'm at a point right now where I'm honestly just about to give up hope, because the fact that two people from the New England Patriots system are struggling to get his team together that that says a lot. Like, people don't don't want to believe it's a curse, but I think it's that's part of it. It is not just that. We still can't run the ball. We have the worst defense in the league. There, there's no excuses now. Like, we can't keep blaming coaches in different schemes every, year after year after year for fans to just get that – just just for fans to finally get that this team just does, just does not have what it takes to win, this organization as a whole. Like, I just don't understand it no more. I guess my my one question is this. Do you think that Matt Patricia – Will we be fired if we have another losing season? Or do you think that the Lions organization will give him another two years? Because that's, honestly, that's what I think. I think they'll probably give him two more years. So, unfortunately, we might have to see another two more years of losing. But, yeah, I just wanted to share that thought with you. But thank you, guys.
3: Yeah, you know, that guy brought up some, you know, very interesting points. Saying, you know, I'm not uh, a heavy believer in this curse the Lions have. You know, it's
1: curse you guys believe,
3: the curse hey, to Bob Lane. Well, did he say fifty years? It's been fifty. It's been over fifty years now. Uh, it 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 is what it is. Um, curse, curse now and out. But um, you know, he actually brought a good point. He said, if the Lions have a losing record, should Matt Patricia be gone? And I'm gonna say it real quick. If the Lions have a losing record, he realistically should be gone. He re- realistically should be gone. Will he be gone? I'm 100% sure he will not be gone. I 100% know he'll be here next year, no matter what happens. If they could lose out this rest of the season. I think he'll still be here next year. I'm that confident he'll be here next year. It's going to take something crazy for him not to be here next year. But um, And he brought up a point, like, you know, why do we keep blaming the coaching staff? And, and it really worries me because, like, I don't know this direction of this football team because, you know, the offseason – was their kind of their offseason. This was their offseason where they had the cap, they had the ability to go pay whoever they want, and that was obviously Trey Flowers, that was obviously Justin Coleman, Jesse James. They had the top 10 draft pick, used it on TJ Hawkinson. I believe they had nine picks in the whole draft in general. I just... I don't know the direction of this team right now because the cap is just going to get trickier and trickier year by year because you you backloaded all the contracts, so... Where you're, what well, that necessarily means that you're paying the guys right now, like Trey Flowers and some guys like Jesse. You're not paying them as much now, but it's gonna start adding up as the you know the years go on in their contract, and it just scares the hell out of me because I don't know the direction of this team. And we have a Matthew Stafford who's playing at an MVP caliber right now, and we're three four and one, and we're three four and one with a MVP caliber Matthew Stafford right now, and. It's, I I don't know the direction of this team, but will Patricia be gone? He won't be gone. Will, do I think he should be gone if there's a losing record? Hell, yeah, I think he should be gone if there's a losing record. But that's just a different question. But yeah. he, won't, he won't be. He won't be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, real quick. um, Should he be gone? I think deservingly he should get, He deservedly because Bob Quinn, when he fired Jim Caldwell, he was saying 97 is, is not acceptable. You're trying to make a stand that is is not acceptable in Detroit. And Patricia hasn't even did that, yeah, so but I think with on the flip side of everything, you look at all the the successful teams, the successful franchises, what do they all have in common? Consistent mm-hmm. coaches. Yeah, they have coaches that' have been there ten years. 11. Look they got a long Pete Carroll been with the Seahawks, like how got a long bill been with um the Patriots, you know. It's, it's, it's Consistency, and that's what that's what we need. We keep flip-flopping coaches and flip-flopping coaching staffs and flip-flopping schemes, and it's gonna be another. It's it's it's, it's gonna be growing pains after growing pains after growing pains, and we're just gonna keep flip-flopping. So that's the flip side of it. That's the reason why I want a consistent coach in Detroit. But deservedly, does he deserve to get fired? I mean, who knows? <laughs> if he had to lose a record, yeah, he deserves it. But He's not, he's not. going anywhere until Bob Quinn goes. Bob Quinn's not gonna fire him.
3: No, they're they're together. If they yeah. one goes, they both go.
1: Martha it's, will have to fire. They will have to fire Bob Quinn. I don't see that. And, then, and that would that would trigger down to Matt Patricia, but that's not happening next year. He's, next
3: question. Oh, hold, yeah. hold on. I just want to say something real quick. And you got a really good point about stability. You know, you want good stability in the coaching staff. I Understand clearly. You mentioned all the good winning cultures are good stability in the coaching staff. Yeah, but like I said, I don't know where this direction this team is. This guy's supposed to revamp our defense, and it's just gotten worse since he's came
1: here. Since we, you know, we
3: uh, ditched because, Jim Caldwell's staff
1: because he's not taking he's not really taking responsibility. Like, he has Paul Pasqualini. Does anybody know what Paul Pasqualini does? What What does he do? He's is, there. Who, is he the defensive coordinator, <laughs> or is it Matt Patricia? Who Who is the guy? Who like right now our defense is thirty first. We keep blaming. Matt Patricia, is it Paul Pasqualoni's fault?
3: Okay, if if Matt Patricia trusted Paul Pasqualoni, that's a problem.
1: First but, of all, well, exactly. Like he needs, he needs to look himself in the mirror and and trying to find the right staff that's going to help us win right now.
3: Like, was anyone fighting for Paul Pasqualoni in the off season? This dude was a defensive line coach at Boston College, not Clemson, <laughs> not Alabama, you know, not LSU. Not Ohio that's,
1: State. That's your boy, Charlie. Boston College. Kind of that's,
3: that's, Are
1: that's, that's your boy, Charlie.
3: Oh, my
1: that, Lord. That's your boy, Charlie. But if he gets a – I think, you know, and this is going to what he was saying, that we can't keep blaming the coaching staff, but we just need to, we just need to put a good staff around this team and try to just build and go forward. I think that's the only way – Yeah. That's the only way Matt Patricia can have some success. Either Matt Patricia is going to – Get rid of Paul and then take ownership of the defense, and he calls it. Or maybe bring somebody in and have them run their defense, and they call it. Something. Something has to change, but we'll see how he, how he handles that situation.
3: Um. Hey, what's up, Pride Podcast?
5: Me, Rioji from Las Vegas. Uh, first of all, I just want
3: to say thank you guys for posting this. I listen to you guys all the time. Me and my dad. Always be checking up on you guys because you guys have
1: some very, very... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it cut off, Um, but I get what you're trying to say. I guess you're trying to say we're pretty awesome. Um, So, yeah, thanks, I,
3: I guess. I appreciate it, man. Especially from Vegas, I heard. Is that correct? Las yeah, Vegas? Eight, yeah, Vegas. That's awesome, man. It's see the Lions fans in Las Vegas, especially listening to us, man. That actually, that's awesome, bro. I really appreciate you, and I know all three of us appreciate you, man. So, that's awesome, man. But um i believe that is a wrap to episode 57 i hope you guys enjoyed our takes on chicago bears and it's definitely going to be a very interesting game at soldier fields since pierre's not here with us i'm going to take over his role go ahead please guys go on apple podcast and please if you guys do not mind if you guys haven't done it yet if you guys have done it thank you guys so much please rate and review it really does help us a lot you know, it makes us look better in the leaderboards and everything. It gets more beautiful to look at us. So, you know, please just take a quick minute, you know, leave a quick review and, you know, I, I really appreciate it. So, um, it's all I got to say. Um, hopefully Detroit could get back on the winning boat and we can beat the Chicago bears, but, um, appreciate you guys. And I'm signing out. See you all lions fans.
1: All right, everybody. Um, as far as the people that, I left a voicemail and we didn't get to yet we are going to save those for the very next episode so don't feel bad like oh why didn't you why didn't they play us we got you in the very next episode we're going to play a few at a time but we definitely got y'all we heard you guys um, and we're looking forward to um, playing you guys on the air and, and answering your questions Um, again the phone number for the voicemail for the pod and we're going to try to do this on every episode so the voicemail number is 313-355 Three one one six, and I'm your boy Malcolm, and I'm out. Europe, peace. (laughs) All right, y'all, peace. The
3: Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D line. A lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit the DLine.com for awesome apparel, stickers and more. The Dline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters.